pastoral team here at King's Church Hastings, and it's a, a real privilege to welcome you if you're a visitor here. Uh, it's my privilege also to uh, just talk for the next 15 minutes or so um, a little bit about, about what the Bible says about Christmas and the gift and even the story that you've just uh, seen uh, there. Do you know it's only 14 days till Christmas? Is that good? 14 days. Wow. I love Christmas. I've got a bit of a reputation in my house for being a bit of a Scrooge at Christmas, it must be said, um, because I wouldn't let us get the decorations or the tree up until at least we've got into December, until we've passed the first weekend of December. I don't know about you, but I think anything earlier than that is too, is too early. In fact, a friend of mine, Michelle, had hers up in, in October. I think that's definitely a bit too, a bit too radical. But uh, I do love Christmas. You know, Michael Bublé's on uh, non-stop repeat in my house. What's not to love? Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure by now all of you have got your Christmas trees up. Got your Christmas trees up? Has everyone got their Christmas gifts? Okay, by show of hands, who had all of their Christmas gifts wrapped and under the Christmas tree? Okay, a number of you. Did anyone have your Christmas trees all wrapped up and under the Christmas tree in November? Oh, yeah, yeah all, your pres- all your Christmas presents in November. Get out. November, that's terrible. <laughs> Shocking. Okay, well, for those of you that are like me and haven't even started to think about what gifts you're going to get this year, I thought I'd start by giving you a few gift ideas. Is that all right? Okay, a few gift ideas. And these are serious ideas, by the way. I'm not being silly. Uh, they're all things that you can find on the high street um, and online. And here's the first one. Uh, this is actually um, an iPhone speaker, which is actually doubles up as a dancing cat. How about that? And uh, I love this one. It's actually, it kind of uh, does different dances to different genres of music. So if you like classical, uh, if you like rock, if you like hip-hop, it can do them all. It could even do uh, a kind of uh, the moonwalk. It could do loads of different stuff. So it's amazing. I love that one. Uh, if, if that's not quite your thing, maybe you could go for the usual Christmas pair of socks. Um, these ones actually double up as Christmas socks because they're Jesus uh, kind of sandal socks. Um, come in sizes 4 to 11. Uh, again, something which you might appreciate. Or if you really want to be practical, maybe you could get one of these, a belly button brush. <laughs> oh, yes. This was a new one on me too. Of course, if you're planning on getting this one, make sure your loved one's got an innie, not an outie. Um, otherwise, that would just be a real waste. be a real shame, wouldn't it? Although I suppose you can always put it in the secret Santa next year and no one would ever know. Um, or if you really want to make someone really happy this Christmas, you could get a pair of these. So they look really happy, don't they? And uh, these are actually, and I'm not joking, this is a serious advert uh, for something which they call flatulence pants. <laughs> and uh, this is literally, no word like, this is what it says on the advert. No more nasty smells. These will literally filter your odours and do good for the environment at the same time. <laughs> wow! We actually have some pants which are green, which is amazing. Amazing where technology and science has taken us. Um, Of course, we know when it comes to giving gifts, it's the thought that counts, isn't it? We know that. Obviously, that was made up by someone who always gave rubbish gifts. Um, But if you do want to save yourself the money, you can put some thought into your gift. You can maybe invest some of your time, um, some of your talent, some of your skills. You know, make some homemade marmalade uh, or maybe make some homemade fudge or something. Or you could do one better and do what this lady did for her husband. Um, I read this article um, probably a few years ago, and and I apologize for those I've already told, but it is one of my favorites. This is probably uh, highlights the number one person on personalized gifts. I read this article in the Daily Mail, so it's a completely trustworthy source. Um, March the 19th, 2008, and it was titled, We Turned Rover Into Pullover. Okay. 
Dog lover Beth Willis, 71, married to Brian, 73, kept a warm memory of their much-loved pets in the form of his and hers Christmas jumpers, made from the animal's hair. After each of their two pedigrees passed away, the couple had yarn spun from strands of pet hair combed over the years from their carpets. Beth, <laughs> Beth, who used 40 ounces of hair per sweater, said, some people think this is disgusting, but it seems normal to us. They go through the wash just like any ordinary clothes and they last forever. Retired removals man Brian said, it's pretty much waterproof. I've always got a sweat on by the time I get from the bus to the shops. Brilliant. So I hope that's given you a few creative gift ideas. Um, obviously, I'm the source of all knowledge when it comes to gifts. Um, so that's, that's a few things. Obviously, it's good to receive gifts, isn't it? All of us like receiving gifts. And it's actually quite a good thing to give gifts as well. I find actually being a dad now to two little girls, I'm looking forward at Christmas to giving gifts to my little girls and seeing the look on their faces. Um, so it's good to give uh, gifts as well. And just for the next 10 minutes, I just want to share actually about another gift that's actually been given this Christmas to all of you, to each and every one of us. And it's actually the gift behind the story of Christmas itself. And in the Bible, it says this. It says, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. His inexpressible gift. And it's talking about the very thing that actually we're celebrating tonight. And that's the birth of Christmas. The birth of Christmas, or more accurately, the birth of Christ. And I don't know if you've ever actually thought of Jesus as a gift. Maybe you've kind of just thought of it as a story. Maybe for you, the only time that you really encountered Jesus was when you see one of these in the school nativity play. Uh, my eldest daughter, this Friday actually, I'm going to go and see her in her very first nativity play. I'm sure that there will be a baby just like this. And for many people, actually, Jesus never goes beyond this. He's, he's just a kind of a fictional character, just like, uh, dare I say, Santa Claus, children, cover your ears, he's not real. Uh, or, or Frosty the Snowman, or uh, one of those kind of characters like the Grinch, and that's as far as it goes uh, for you. Maybe for you, uh, the gift of Christmas or the Christmas season actually uh, is about an excuse to let your hair down. Uh, or maybe actually an excuse to be really generous to those around you that you love. But the Bible makes it very clear that this Christmas we celebrate a very real gift, a very real gift that has been given to each and every one of us. And if the Bible's right, if the Bible's right, that means that at some point all of us will need to make a decision to decide whether this is a gift that's worth opening or whether it's a gift that we're going to choose to ignore. And so, so tonight, just in a few minutes, I just want to share three reasons why I would say to you it's, it's definitely worth having a look and thinking about this gift of Christmas. Just three reasons why you should explore this gift over these next few weeks. And the first reason is this. There is purpose in the gift. There is purpose in the gift. You see, if Jesus is a gift from God, like the Bible says, we need to ask the question, why? Why Jesus? Why a baby in a manger 2,000 years ago? What's the purpose? Why over 2,000 years later are we still talking about Jesus and hearing the nativity story? Why is it over 2,000 years later we're still putting Christmas trees in our living rooms and giant socks at the bottom of our beds to celebrate the giving of gifts? And the Bible says actually quite a lot about Jesus. It, it says quite a lot about giving gifts. 
and about the inexpressible gift. And in essence, it's this. It was to bring about restoration. To bring about restoration. You see, Jesus comes, Jesus is given as a gift to bring about love and joy, peace and forgiveness. And he's born into a world, as we know, and as we can appreciate with the different situations that are going on around us, so much regret, so much hatred, actually, so much pain, so much sickness, a world in need for so much love, so much comfort, so much healing, so much peace. And, you know, Jesus is the inexpressible gift. Why? Because he offers a a solution to these things. Jesus promises to bring about such things peace, restoration, love, and joy. And what I find really interesting about uh, the subject of Jesus, actually, is that lots of people are very quick to um, ignore Jesus or to say that Jesus is irrelevant. But if I was to give them a list of all the promises and the things that Jesus could do, they would say yes to every single one of them. It's interesting. Because actually, I've never met anyone who doesn't want peace, who doesn't want wholeness, who doesn't actually believe in hope. Or actually met someone who likes the idea of death just being the end. See, Jesus didn't actually come to bring about religion or tradition, thank God. He actually came to bring restoration. And to restore the very core of actually who we are. Believe it or not, you've actually got a soul. You've actually got a heart. There's more to just the physical you. Actually, there is something in your inner being which actually is longing for God. That's what the Bible says. That part of you, that, those feelings, those emotions and those things. You, you see, this Christmas gift, there is purpose in the gift. There was purpose in his life and it was restoration. So that's the first reason, there's purpose in it. The second reason is this, the cost of that gift. The cost of that gift. You know, I joked and I said, you know, we know that it's the thought that counts. But actually, when you get given a gift, and I don't know if you have, but when, when I've been given a gift that I know has cost the person to give it. They've had to make a number of sacrifices in order for me to receive it. It's a whole lot more special, actually. And I, um, I heard, actually, and I'm not talking about value. I'm not talking about how much it costs. I'm talking about how much it costs the person, how much sacrifice they've had to make. I, I heard yesterday in the news, I think it was in Birmingham, uh, there was a couple that decided after years of saving up to buy a house, They've decided to actually buy and give their house to an asylum seeker family that's coming to the country. They don't even know them. What an incredible act of generosity. But actually, the amazing thing is not just the act and the value of what they're giving, which is enormous. Actually, it's counting the cost of the sacrifice for them. Not only in the here and now of giving the gift, but actually, week in, week out, as a family, counting the cost of what they could have been living in, they've given it to someone else. And often we can forget that this same Jesus that we see in nativity plays and we're celebrating this Christmas, it's actually the same baby, it's the same man that 30 years later, 32, 33 years later, would grow up to be a man, similar age of me, and die on a cross. And actually he'll bring about another celebration, which for you is Easter. For you it's Easter. It's, it might be where you celebrate chocolate and bunnies and all those kind of things. Actually, it's celebrating the same baby that was born at this time of season. Actually, it's the same person who grows up and dies 
on a cross. And why did he die on a cross? He died for you. It says in the Bible that actually he lived the life that we should have lived. And actually he died the death that we should have died. And I know for many of you, you might not understand that. You might not understand the technicalities of why that would even happen and why that is actually a gift. But as a church, we run something called an Alpha Course. And actually in February, there's going to be an opportunity. If you want to, you can just come and ask questions. Because actually, not all of us have all the answers, but there are certain people that we'd, we'd love to talk to you and give you an opportunity to hear a bit more about Jesus. It's going to be very relaxed. We're actually going to do it along the ridge in the Conqueror's March. I don't know if you've been in the new pub along there. It's great. And we're just over three pints and three chips. Hey, I can't go wrong. And you're going to be able to go and just be able to ask your questions and just say, hey, listen, if this is real, I would just want to know a little bit more. And that's my invitation for you to be able to come and do that. C.S. Lewis, he's a guy who wrote uh, the Chronicles of Narnia and lots of other things. And he said this. He said, Christianity is a statement which, if false, is of no importance. But if true of infinite importance. He said, the one thing it cannot be is just moderately important. So I think for us, we need to decide whether it is important or not. But the only way you're going to be able to do that is by really asking the questions and actually investigating it for yourself. So that's the second reason. So this inexpressible, this inexpressible gift not only serves a purpose, but actually it came at a very great cost for God to give it to you. And the last thing, just finally, the third reason is the benefits that come with the gift. The benefits that come with the gift. You see, if Jesus really lived, and I put it in that way because that might be what some of you are thinking, well, I don't know, but if he did, if Jesus really lived, if Jesus was who he said he was, if the nativity is more than just a nice primary school play, but actually is God's primary play for the whole of history. If that's true, then what Jesus said about himself and of the Bible is of infinite importance. It's hugely important. If it's true, it means that those who are sick actually have the ability to be made well. Because we see in the Bible that Jesus healed people. I'm so pleased that we're in a church. Actually, we pray for the sick and we see lots of people healed. It's amazing. It means that those who have been robbed of peace can find peace. Again, I've, I've got loads of friends. It doesn't mean that actually we have just a really easy life. The reality is we don't do that. But I've, I've got friends that are going through really terrible, awful situations, yet they still feel peace because they've got God in their life. It means we can experience joy and hope and happiness at last. It means that death is no longer just the end. It means that God actually is closer than you think. We're singing... Uh, a word in, in many of those uh, carols, Emmanuel. And the word Emmanuel just means God's with us. And that's what Jesus demonstrated. And actually, we believe that God is even here tonight. God with us. All of this is what Jesus came to bring, the inexpressible gift. And the Bible's very clear that without Jesus, restoration just isn't possible. Actually, satisfaction isn't possible. We all have a God-shaped hole in our lives, if you like. You can fill it with money, if you can. You can fill it with uh, sex or fame or success or wealth, relationships, reputation, achievements. But the Bible says that even with all of those things, there will still be something in your heart that you think, oh, I just don't feel complete. And that's because we're made for a God relationship. And that's what this gift is all about. 
Jesus came with a very real purpose. He paid a very high cost and presents a very real opportunity for each and every one of us this Christmas. That is if only you would open that gift this Christmas. Let me just pray. And then uh, actually Janelle and the guys are going to come up and they're going to perform a song for us. God, I just want to thank you so much for Christmas. I want to thank you for the season. Thank you for a family. Just thank you for all the different things that we're going to be doing over these next few weeks. I just pray would you bless us. Would we have a great time? Would many memories be built? But I also pray, Jesus, that you would stir our hearts. Would you remind us of this inexpressible gift that was given at Christmas? What Behind all the festivities, actually, the root thing of what's going on is you came to save people. And we just pray, Lord, that you would do something in our hearts this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Why don't you just enjoy these guys? They're going to bless us with a song. And then we'll have a couple of carols to finish, and then we'll open our Christmas market. Okay? Thank you very much.